0: Can you imagine running the same Facebook ad for over five straight years in a row and generating almost a thousand leads a month from it every single month? That's exactly what an agent in Utah is doing. This week, Justin Robbins joins the show to tell us exactly what that ad looks like and how you can do it yourself.
1: The Massive
0: Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes
1: brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You are weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 124 of the Massive Agent Podcast, man, this is a fantastic Facebook ad lead gen episode from somebody. We So the guest on the show today is Justin Robbins. He's an agent in Utah, and he's generating 12,000 leads a year. Okay. a 1,000 leads a month is what he averages. And he's been running the same ad over and over and over every day, nonstop for almost 10 years. Okay. He's been running a couple different ads. One of them has been running for almost 10 straight years and uh, he's going to walk us through those ad campaigns, what they look like and what makes it work and mistakes he made that you can avoid. It's guys, get ready to take notes. If you've ever wanted to find the Facebook ads that are really going to just generate a crap load of leads for you, get ready, get ready. This is the one guys. Welcome to the show. My name is Dustin Brome, your host. I am the co-founder of the Industry Syndicate Real Estate and Mortgage Podcast Network. This show, of course, is a proud founding member of the Industry Syndicate. I am a real estate agent myself in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I have been since 2011. I am a national speaker on all things real estate marketing and podcasting at different conferences and training events for brokerages or mortgage companies. Um, uh, I've spoken at Inman. I've spoken at Housing Wire. I've spoken at the California Association of Realtors annual conference. I was going to speak at the Illinois Association of Realtors annual conference uh, in May. Uh, It was actually supposed to be uh, this week. It was was supposed to be two days ago from uh, this show comes out on May 7th. It was supposed to be two days ago, but then a pandemic hit and canceled it. So I'll be speaking next year uh, at the Illinois Association of Realtors annual conference. I'm a weekly columnist for Housing Wire and a founder of the Massive Agent Society, our one agent per market lead gen program, where we teach you Facebook ads and uh, give you the ads to run. You can copy and paste them, but there's only one, there's only room for one agent per market. You can get all the information about the program, how much it costs, if your market's still available, all that good stuff over at MassiveAgentSociety.com. Uh, I'm I love this episode that you're about to hear. So Justin Robbins is an agent in Utah. I've known him for years. He's a friend of mine, but before I ever met him, I knew him from his social media presence and from his Facebook ads. He cuz I noticed this ad that wasn't that impressive looking, but I noticed he had thousands of of likes and thousands of comments. And I'm like, this is just an agent. Like how the hell did he get that many comments and reactions on a fairly generic Facebook ad, but come to find out now that I know Justin, he gets a thousand leads a month from that sucker. And he's just been doing it so consistently. He's it's very, very simple. You're going to hear, uh, Justin's been able to, uh, he's a top producer at his brokerage and has been for a few years in a row. Um, even the number one agent at his brokerage, which is a fairly big one in Utah, um, for a few years in a row because of these simple things he does. He focuses on a few things that work and he just hammers it home. He doesn't get distracted by all this other crap that you can do. He just hammers home what he knows works and he does it very, very well to the tune of a thousand leads per month. So he's built something super cool. I'm excited for you to hear his description of it because he's laying it all out for you. Like he's, he's not holding back. He's not going to give you half of the info. So you are wondering about the other half. He's going to lay it all out for you. And, uh, and so, th- this is a super cool episode. Before we get into that interview, uh, thank you for everyone who's subscribed to the show and who's left us a review. It really helps us to be seen by more people whenever they're searching for new real estate podcasts. Uh, all the different podcast platforms are really weird, and the search functionality really sucks. And it's so different between Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or Overcast, or wherever you're searching for shows, if you're trying to find new ones, you're gonna get different results everywhere. But the common thread with the shows that show up at the top is, are they getting reviews? Are they getting listens? And um, how many subscribers do they have in a a rolling 48-hour period? So if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, especially on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do. It helps us out tremendously. It's really podcast SEO, helps us be found by more by more people, helps us grow our audience and that helps us do cool stuff and attract uh, great guests. So um, that's all we ask because this is obviously a free show, it's a podcast. I mean, who the hell charges to listen to a podcast? Let's be honest. Um, We do this for you for free and all we ask is that you help us to share to share it with your friends and colleagues in the industry and spread the word. So thank you for doing that, everyone who has and everyone who will continue to do so. If you've received any value from the show, please share this episode or any previous episode with your colleagues at your office, within your brokerage, on your team, uh, other agent friends uh, who you're friends with on social media, or even share it in an industry Facebook group that's relevant. We'd appreciate the hell out of you for doing that. All right, let's jump into the episode with Justin Robbins from Realty Path in Utah to tell us how he generates a thousand leads a month from Facebook ads. What's up guys, I'm here with sure. Justin Robbins. Justin, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast, my friend. What's up? Hey, how are you, thanks for having me. Absolutely, so you are crushing it in the lead gen world. Uh, you've been, okay, so ever since I've known you or known about you, cause you're an agent in, the, in Utah, yep. I've seen you on social media, you've been running the same ad, correct me if I'm wrong, the same ad for like years. And it's, <laughs> it just keeps working well. And you're doing about a thousand leads a month sometimes?
1: Yep, yep. There's uh, no sense in reinventing the wheels, in my opinion.
0: Right. If you find something that works, just keep doing it. Um, what's crazy though, and, and I want you to kind of describe this campaign and, and why you think it works so well. But a lot of times with Facebook ads, at some point it just, uh, it just starts to die. If it runs out of people, um, if you have exhausted the audience, you've been able to avoid that, which is impressive. So um, real quick, can you just kind of describe, you know, what this is and, and why you think it, it's worked so well for so long?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's, there's two major campaigns I, I run. Um, both of them, you know, it's funny because people always ask, you know, Hey, you know, how do I build my, my ideal target market? And like I, like I told them, Facebook is so smart. So even before they came out, with the new, you know, regulation shutting down on, on uh fair housing violations for you know, picking neighborhoods and things like that. Probably I a still, special ad category. Had, yeah, I, yeah. I still, even before that, I had it just set as a wide um, array of options and let Facebook choose the perfect audience because they're wanting to make money by serving your ad And so they're going to serve it to the right people. And so I just, I built my ad, said I want it in Northern Utah and, and let Facebook do the rest. I mean, really let them do that. And then you do what you do, which is build a creative, captivating ad. Right. Uh, And how much of your business comes from your, your
0: Facebook ads? Roughly.
1: Um, so outside of the, you know, personal referrals, um, you know, 75% of my business is through the Facebook ads, um, wow. with agents that I, you know, cause I send the leads out to agents and then they just pay, simply pay me a referral for the deals that they close. And, and yeah, 75% of my income is from that. That's awesome. I mean, you've,
0: you figured out a system that works so well, it keeps you fed, it keeps all the deals that you want to do coming and you have enough to refer out and I mean, it, you and you've been doing it ever since I've known you. So guys, Justin is not a massive agent society member. He won't be, he doesn't need to be. Like, I just wanted to have him on the show because he's doing something very, very right. And when he told me the other day that he was doing a, about a thousand leads per month, I'm like, okay, you need to tell the story of how you're doing that because uh that's impressive. Like a hundred leads a month is great, but a thousand. So let's get into some of the details real quick of the campaign. If you don't mind, like what, what's the offering? What, what is, what does the ad look like? Like kind of
1: describe it for us. So the, the oldest ad, which is probably 10 years old. Um, back for 10 years. (laughs) Yes. Back, back in the day, um, you know, before Facebook was really a big thing. Um, I would, I would go rent, billboard space at gas stations on their little marquees, right? And and I would, at the time, short sales were a big thing. But the problem is, is everyone advertised short sales. Here's a list of short sales. And so I came up with pre-foreclosure because essentially a short sale is just a pre-foreclosure phase. And so I put, hey, get your list of pre-foreclosure properties before anybody else. Um, So I just simply just recycled what worked well for me, and put it on Facebook. And it, <laughs> it worked 10 times better than a, a gas station marquee. And, and the only reason I did the gas station marquees is because it was cheap. I and mean, you could convince a gas station owner to let you throw something up there for 25 bucks a week. Nice. And okay, so you use the same concept there, the same
0: offering, you just started using Facebook ads. Yep. Did um, like how quickly after you started doing Facebook ads, did you realize, hey, this
1: really works? So I I probably ought to take a step back. So before I started the Facebook, I actually did the Google um, AdWords and I would do it on the Google and and it was instant. I mean, the success was was literally instant. Um, I remember, you know, at the time we would pay 28 cents a click on Google. Jeez. And how long have you been an agent? Uh, This would be 14 years here in May. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, I've been one for nine and I was just getting into the business in Salt Lake when there were short sales everywhere, REOs everywhere, yeah. but it was starting to recover. It was 2011. So yes. uh, you, you, know, you went through that whole great recession deal. Um, okay, so when you started running the Facebook ads for pre-foreclosures, when did you switch that messaging? Because obviously there aren't a lot of pre-foreclosures these days, or are you still doing the same thing? Like, what Describe the campaign for us.
1: Yeah, so I'm still doing that campaign, but it has somewhat slowed down as obviously we've seen you know fewer and fewer foreclosures, mm-hmm. um, and so the the one that I've been running for four or five years is just a simple hey click here to get a list of homes in the two to three hundred thousand dollar price range because that as you know in Salt Lake is one of the hardest markets to find homes in, and so people click on that often. No doubt. No doubt.
0: It's funny because uh, you're obviously at home with kids and pandemonium's happening, which is happening here. I'm just uh, doing a great job of keeping it away from the microphone. So it's, uh, it's the world we live in, my friend. Um, what have you found? Like, were there any mistakes that you made in the beginning with getting these campaigns yes, set yes. up or rolling or, you know, what? for anyone who's wanting to jump in and, and try to do this themselves in their market, what mistakes did you make that they can avoid?
1: So I think the biggest mistake is, is changing stuff around, um, you know, switch, switching your ad too soon. You, you've got to give it enough time a for Facebook to learn. Um, but B, you know, it's just like a, a billboard. If you listen to the people that sell billboards, you know, people have to see that message so many times before they actually react to it. And it's the same thing with Facebook. And, and the other thing people, you know, the other thing people do is when they change the ad, um, you know, it resets the likes and the shares and different things like that. And and the thing is, is where these ads have, I mean, some of my, some of my ads literally have 10,000 plus likes on them. Mm -hmm. And that just continues to, to give it, um, you know it gives people the warm and fuzzy feeling to click on it cuz they're like oh well God, it's it's obviously got 10,000 people that like it and so i think the biggest mistake is giving up on an ad before you really have seen the true potential right and so by keeping your audience wide open like you
0: have you you avoid any potential um you know audience being worn out so it's yeah. constantly uh there's new people coming into the audience so you're not going to run into that uh, i mean there's your audience is probably a million people plus, right? Or yeah, or and, and, and a few hundred thousand.
1: Yes, it's definitely a million plus. And, and, and the other thing, you know, I know it's a little off topic, but the other thing people need to understand is I think we're over 20,000 uh, followers on our on our real estate page. You mm-hmm. know, it's number, number one in Utah. That being said, every single one of those were by inviting people who have liked my post to nice. the page. You don't want to forget that because I'll help agents set their stuff up. And they'll have a, a an advertisement that has three four hundred likes, and they have not invited any of those people to like their page.
0: Right, and it's so easy to do. Do you do it on mobile or on desktop, or just whichever one you're on?
1: I'm on mobile ninety percent of the time, unless I'm doing the ads, just because I don't. It seems like desktop is far easier and more options to do your ads. Yeah, you cannot you cannot set up an ad
0: properly on on mobile. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so guys, what he's talking about is whenever people react to your, your page's post, click so you go to the page, you click on um, you know the reactions to see who reacted and over on the right side is a little invite button. If they already liked your page, it's going to be grayed out and it's going to say liked. But all of those, uh, most of them are going to say invite and you just go down, the, go down the list and just boom, 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 invite people. I've built my Search Salt Lake Facebook page uh, by doing that as well on, on ads in the past. And it, you're right, it works. It just takes time. So I, what I love about what you've done, Justin, is you're just patient as hell, and you just keep doing the same thing, and you've let social proof happen. Uh, I mean, I don't know anyone else who's who's successfully running Facebook uh, Facebook ads that like they're killing it with ads, or sorry, with leads coming in like crazy. None of them have ten thousand likes or reactions or comments on their stuff, so what was the hardest part of keeping it going or was it easy because you started having uh, some success fairly early on?
1: Yeah, Angus is easy just for the sheer sure fact that I, I saw the success. I mean, that's, to be honest with you, that's why I do it is because it's instant gratification. Nice. Um, are these Facebook lead ads or
0: I guess you started doing these before the lead generation objective even existed, didn't you?
1: Correct And so, yeah, so I did, until the lead objection came, um, I still run the same ad. I just moved it over to, you know, where we're actually capturing the lead from Facebook versus having them go on your website, which, which increased the conversion tenfold. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I would imagine so.
0: Um, and what's crazy is I've, I've given Justin shit for this in person. Like, his website sucks, but he's... <laughs> It's awful, but it's still generating him a bunch of leads. But it's good that you did switch over and kind of duplicate the campaign just with that new lead gen objective. So you can use the Facebook lead form and 10 extra results. That's
1: incredible. Yeah, then they honestly probably, I would say probably only 10% ever go from there to the actual website. Right. Yeah, people are just so (laughs) impatient these
0: days. And if your website takes more than like a second and a half to load, a lot of times they bounce. They're just like, eh. Not doing Which anything. is fine for me because literally, I just want their name, phone number, so I can start calling. Right. So let's talk. Okay. Uh, I want to get to your lead follow up because that's where you actually. I mean, a lead is nothing. It's just wasting your money and someone else's time if it doesn't convert to a conversation. But uh, before we go to the follow up and what you're doing for that, um, what else can you tell us about uh, about the ads themselves, like? are you using, um, is it like a carousel ad or do you do a video or an image or what kind of offering is on? uh, Like, what does it visually look like?
1: (laughs) It is is Facebook's old school carousel ad. I don't know why, but it produces the cheapest lead. And so each card on the carousel is a different town or subdivision or property type or... Different cities. So, so yeah. for example, the one that says, "Hey, you know, are you searching for homes in the two three hundred price range?" Then the carousel down at the bottom would have a picture of a home in South Jordan, picture of a home in Salt Lake, and then they could just scroll through and pick which city they they want.
0: And for the images that you choose for those carousel cards, are they images of actual homes in that area, or are they just like general, like old listing photos that
1: you own, or? Yeah. They're they're previous listings that I've had. So they're professional pictures and, you know, and I've actually tinkered with that. Um, I've actually gotten better results from some crappy phone, you know, pictures from the old iPhone, I don't know, four or five. And I I think some people, you know, some people would argue that, but I think some people find it more real and and not as an advertisement. They can believe that, you know, this list of of homes exists, which the list does obviously, but, um, it just more, gives more validity to it. I completely agree. I think that's a very
0: important point right there. So all the successful ads that I've run offering a list of homes, I always want the image to be of an actual home in that area. So that, I mean, if you use a stock photo, uh, Salt Lake City and there's palm trees or xeriscaping in the front yard, it doesn't look natural, right? You know, but if it's actually from West Jordan, if it's actually from Sandy, if it's actually from Canyon Rim, like people see that, so it's more authentic. It doesn't seem like just some BS ad from Zillow or some other national uh, lead gen website. But it, what you said is very interesting. Even those photos that you you might look at and be like, "Oh, that's kind of a crappy photo," it's more authentic. So yep. it it looks more like, "Hey, this is an actual local." real estate company offering this. So it's a psychological benefit. I really like that. So guys, that's one of the things you can try. If your ads just aren't performing that well, check out the visual. Is it, does it look too stocky? Like, does it look like, um, a home that just, that doesn't match what you're offering? Uh, I like that idea and you've obviously messed
1: around with it. Yeah. And one thing that really helps too, as well, if you've got the time is for example, if you're in Utah, um, you know, run your ad during the winter with other homes that have snow in the yard. But if you're in summer, don't do snow. Then it's even more authentic. I love it, man. That concept right there of authenticity
0: is is absolutely huge. Um, Cool. So you found the carousel ads work great. You do a separate card for each town or city. And, you know, it's just an image of a home in that area. Um, Anything else that would help someone uh, wrap their head around just, you know, what you're doing here? Um, so that basically it.
1: Yeah, again, you don't you don't want a ton of you don't want a ton of uh, changes. Just stick with it. Every time you make yep. a change, changes algorithms, different things. Um, but the other thing people want to uh, note is the budget. Like if you're you, you don't just go out tomorrow and say, hey, I want to generate a thousand leads. Because if you do that, Facebook is going to be like, oh yeah, you're going to get twenty dollars a you know a lead cost. Whereas if you do it maybe a 10%, so start maybe 25 bucks and then every day or every two days do 10% increments. It won't flag anything with Facebook and it'll still keep your lead cost relatively low. If you get to a point where three or four days in a row your lead cost is up, you know, dial it back down, wait a week and then start doing the same thing to go up. There's Great advice. Little things you got to do there to, I don't want to say game Facebook's algorithm, but you, you kind of have to.
0: I wouldn't even call it gaming more it's more just like treating it right and not confusing it and or overwhelming it. So you're right. Like I always tell people every 72 hours, you could adjust the budget about 25% max, Okay. Yeah. but, but yeah, it has to be an incremental thing. If you start with a $10 a day budget, you can't go to 25, you know, you have to incrementally go up so that the algorithm doesn't get overwhelmed or confused because remember the algorithm learns it's, it, it's not a living thing, obviously, but it's a, you know it's machine learning for sure, and you know you're training it every time it, it you've told it what to do right in the beginning. You say, "Get me leads from this group of people in this area." Now it's going to go do that. The more time it has and the more budget it has to uh, to learn and see, you know, what will produce those results, the better. But if you overwhelm it with a budget change or editing the ad dramatically or at all, um, you know, in a short period of time, you just confuse it and overwhelm it, and you could absolutely kill the campaign. Yep, you are so right. So, all right, it, it's you're the only, you're literally the only one I know that's been running an ad for that many years. <laughs> that's still cranking it out and I love it So, but it makes perfect sense that you've kept the targeting wide open and you lean on the algorithm to find the right people um, okay so so here's a question because I want to get to follow up here in a second because you've done that well you've been a top producer at your brokerage for for years um, so you've got that nailed but I, I think the last piece of, of the ad itself is uh, well there we go squirrel moment on the Massive Agent Podcast I forget again I had it it's gone squirrel. So let's go to follow up. Uh, what are you doing to follow up when a lead? Oh, never mind. I know what it is. The squirrel's gone. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Nope. It's gone again. No. Okay. So the lower budget, you're going after a lower price point. My, yes. Dude, this is ridiculous. You're going after a lower price point. Obviously a lot of agents would say, I don't want to get leads from people that can't qualify. You know, is that a problem? If so, is it, is it a problem worth dealing with? Or how do you like, how do you see that? Is that even a valid
1: objection or, you know, how do you see that? So I get people all the time. Hey, how do we, how do we, cause I, I'm more than happy. If you want to reach out, I am, there's seriously more business than anybody can handle. I'm more than happy to share any knowledge I have. So that being said, I get people reaching out all the time. How do we get leads? Okay. That's one thing I have failed miserably at. Right. It, it's extremely tough to get listing leads. It's hard now, for sure. We do get a ton of listing leads and that's through our two to $300,000 and, you know, and maybe your price point in your area for the lower is three to five. If you're in California you know, wherever, but you do that magical price point and you don't realize how many people click on that, give you their information because they want that list because they're trying to see what their homes worth. Hmm. And so that's my argument is we get a ton of move up buyers just simply because they want to see what their home's worth, other homes in that price range. If they think their home's worth two to 300000 they click on that because they want to see that list.
0: I completely agree. That's been my experience. That's been the experience of agents that I work with and coach on lead gen is one of the best ways to get listing leads is to run buyer ads yep. because some of those buyers will need to sell to to buy another place. Uh, you're completely right. They're, some of them just want to compare what their home's worth with uh, other homes on the list. So that's smart. Um, It's just a different way of looking at it. I think far too many people are like, I want listings, so I'm gonna go right in for the kill, get me listings. And it's just so much harder on Facebook, um, or in general, to get listing leads. So there's a a different way to do it. Get a crap ton of buyer leads that come in and follow up with them well, which leads us naturally into the follow-up. When a lead comes in, what do you do? Do you have a system in place? Do not. What does that look like?
1: Yeah, so we we have a simple email drip that obviously starts right off the bat. We've tried text. Um, be honest with you, we just just haven't for for the amount of money because I mean it gets to the point where you you know when you have hundred thousand leads and it's still trying to send texts <laughs> to some of these older leads, and it gets expensive. But um, so we just have the agent hop on the phone within twenty four hours. I, I would love to see within five minutes, but unfortunately, you know as well as I do, that just isn't feasible, especially when you're handing it to other agents. So, um, but I like to see them on the phone within 24 hours and, and just hammered out. Um, I like to have them call up to seven to 10 times the first week it comes in. And then once every two weeks after that, and then once every month after that, I mean, it's just call, 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 call. And then they obviously send us a text as well from their personal phone. Nice. So do you have,
0: like, have you hired ISAs for this or are these just other agent referral partners that are following up
1: on them? Yeah. These are other agent referral partners. Um, I l- recently have, have registered for an ISA service. I have not started it yet. They claim to have a 14%, uh, a 14% conversion rate to appointments. Now, whether or not those are qualified appointments. <laughs> so, right. you know, come back to this in, in about a month and I'll let you know how that works out. But in the past I've done ISAs out of Philippines, different places like that. And, and they've been horrible. Have you
0: tried Verse or Get Riley or one of those, um, you know, Verse being the old Agentology or the new Agentology, the new name for it. Have you tried any of those services or have you just yeah, tried not- so
1: Yeah, I tried Agentology for a month and uh, I wasn't impressed. I got dogged on almost every single point that they had set. Interesting.
0: Okay, interesting. So you've just you found that you have the right people to follow up with the leads for you and it just works.
1: Yeah. But we're, I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a process. We are constantly adding new agents just because you'll learn that 90% of the agents, they claim they're hungry. They claim they want to make money. You'll find out three months later, they're just not making the calls because obviously three months later you're not seeing any closings. Um, So you're constantly recycling those agents, but even the good agents you only get for about a year before, you know, you, you bury them with so many leads and they're that good after a year, year and a half. They no longer need your leads because they have personal referrals coming from it. So it's, sure. it's a constant revolving door. And how do you decide which
0: leads you're going to work yourself and which ones are you going to refer out?
1: I, I, I'll just be
0: honest with you. I don't work leads anymore. Fair. When you were, was it just like, hey, I'll take these,
1: you take these and let's just do our thing? <laughs> no, I literally would take the ones that would call my phone or text me <laughs> wanting to see a house. Fair, fair. <laughs> Because when you're, when you're generating that many leads, your phone rings. That's just all there is to it. You could, ser- you could seriously generate 1,000 leads if you were selling it yourself. Never make a phone call and just get enough phone calls and texts or email back. And as if you just replied to that, you could pay for your advertisement tenfold and make a very decent living. And so that's how you've been able to be a top
0: producer at your brokerage for, for years. It's just, you know, such volume in, in leads and conversations you're having, right? Yep. What mistakes have you made in the follow-up process that other agents can learn from your mistakes and avoid?
1: Honestly, when I was calling leads, it was, it was lack of follow-up six months to a year out there. I mean, there's a ton of leads you can get business from today, but there is three to five times more than if you're willing to pick up the phone six months to a year later, you'll even get more. I always joke when, when agents say, Hey, Justin, what do you do when you need business? When I need business back in the day, I would pick up the phone and I would call the leads that were a year old because they're seasoned and and no other agent is still following up with them. Right. I agree with that. I agree with
0: that. That's uh, yeah, I always tell agents, if they don't have a follow-up system for years, like two to three, four, five years even. Now, obviously, once you're, you know, four years later, you're not, you're not calling them every other day, but uh, you space it out. Maybe it's once a month, whatever it is, or even once every three months, but you've got to have some follow-up long-term because you're right. The vast majority of closings will come, you know, maybe nine months to a year later, maybe even a year and a half, because... it's just funny to me. Like we're such a, we're, we're such a microwave society where we want instant results. And we, we somehow think that we spend a hundred bucks on Facebook ads that we're going to get three closings from it. And everyone who clicks is just ready to go. No, like most of them are just curious or they're, they haven't even started the process yet. They're just curious about what's out there and what homes cost. Sure. So, but the most important thing is to not Discount those because they have, right from the beginning, they've raised their hand and said, hey, I at some point would like to buy a home. Now you just have to follow up with them long enough to see when that is. And what tips do you have for the follow-up? Is there any specific way you do it? Is there a specific type of information you give them or provide along the way? Like let's say, you know, uh, nine months to a year later, what do those calls or emails look like?
1: You know, and it's funny because honestly, nobody knows, nobody knows where, so nobody knows where your site is or what your site is or where you got their number. So honestly, my follow up is the same, whether it's now or a year from now. And it's, you know, simply call them up. Let's say you answer them like, Hey, Dustin, this is Justin with Utah Homes to go and Realty Path. Um, I was given your information because I was, I was given your information from Facebook but I was given your information because I guess you're in the market to buy or sell a home. That, that's serious. That, that is my, doesn't matter if it's now or a year from now hmm. because it, it, automatically, psychologically, they're like, they don't want to be rude and say, well, who gave you my number? And so they, they just, Oh yeah, yeah, I am in the markets, you know, or no, I'm not in the market anymore.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: And it obviously works. I mean, it, it works wonders. I mean, because again, very few people want to be rude. So they don't want to be like, oh, well, who gave you my number? Right. They just automatically assume that maybe a friend, family, coworker, somebody gave you their number, you know, and and it's not a, it's not a stretch of the truth because Facebook gave you their phone number. <laughs> so. And ultimately, did, yeah, and ultimately they did. Yeah. 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 I've
0: seen, I've done this before when I didn't realize what I was doing, but sometimes people, Uh, they're like, you know, how did you get my information? I was like, well, from you, you know, you gave it to us, you were on our website, you filled out this lead form. They're like, no, I didn't. And then you get, what, what else are you going to do? But yes, you did. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. Like, that's not, that's not a very positive, uh, that that's just not going to lead to optimal results. I've done that before. And every time you try to tell someone, yes, you did give me your information, it's not like they're going to all of a sudden be like, Oh, I think you're right. Yes. And now I respect you. And now I like you,
1: Mr. But, caller guy. So and, you, you kill it every time if you do that. And if, and if someone did say, you know, how'd you get my information? Want to argue about that? I would simply, you know, I'd simply say, Hey, you, you know, you registered on my site or you registered on Facebook. And then I would immediately lead with the next one would be what had you thinking about making a move? Cause you're not nice. saying, are you looking to move? No, you're asking what had you, and you know, in 90% of the time, they're going to be like, oh, well, we're in an apartment or, oh, hey, we're just looking because we're getting married or, you know, whatever it may be, but it, it opens up that conversation.
0: It's a smart question. That's a really smart question. Do you do the same thing in your, your email drip campaigns?
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so to be honest, no, yes and no. Um, <laughs> so generally my email, my email campaigns are extremely aggressive. Okay. Uh, and one of them being a month out, the simple headline says, you left your light on. And about 12 <laughs> years ago, um, salesperson did that to me. And I was frantically going, crap, who, you know, is this my neighbor? I left a light on. So I'm, I opened up the email and then it was, you know, salesperson, Hi, I gotcha, you know. <laughs> I, I, I don't say that, but, you know, then I immediately go into, hey, we've been trying to get a hold of you for a month. We thought you might've gotten eaten by an alligator. Could you at least respond? So we know that you're still alive. Are you still looking to buy a home? That type of thing. <laughs> uh, respect, respect. That's, that's hilarious. I mean, people, people take this too serious. Just have fun with it. Like True. Someone, 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 you know, cause they're going to think the same thing. They're going to open that email going, ah, you sucker. You got me, you know, and, and they enjoy it though. It starts the conversation off. Good. It starts things. Well. Um, I mean, just remember, you're trying to get results. If you if you sit there and, and tippy toe around or acting like you're stepping on eggshells, you're not going to get anywhere. You know, they're they're not going to buy a house from you anyway. So you might as well be aggressive about it and have more of a chance of selling them a house.
0: Right. I I like that, man. I I think that's hilarious <laughs> and obviously effective. Uh, all right. What else are you doing besides this? Besides these amazing Facebook ads to generate leads, um, I mean, you do a lot of social media stuff. What does that look like? And then um, we'll wrap it up with the rapid fire questions, and we'll let people, we'll give people uh, some guidance on where they can find you and how they can follow you and see your stuff.
1: Um, you know, a lot of local yard sale groups. Uh, you know, I started those when they were fairly fairly new, and so I run a ton of those yard sale groups. I, I'm the evil person that doesn't allow anybody to list homes for sale on my yard sale groups unless it's via my website, uh, link. Uh, so I generate leads there. And, and obviously, you know, our local, our local, uh, news station has a classified that is, I, I think we're one of the only places that is ranked higher than Craigslist. So if you're in other states, you could use Craigslist, but you know, you put your listings up there and, and anytime I have a new listing, you know, people get mad because you post a new listing with very few photos, very few information to say, Hey, go here. But I generate a ton of new leads off of so if you don't have money, I mean, that's that, honestly, that's the best way go to your office, find out who's willing to let you advertise their listing, run it through a link on your website, put it on yard sale groups, make sure you ask permission from the owner of the yard sale groups first, um, put very little information make people click there. And, and you know, mine, when you click on my website, you have to sign up the second you get into the website. So if you click on a link to see a house, you've got to sign up. if You want to see the details. And honestly, that's, that's a fantastic way. When, when I would run low on money, 10, 10, 12, 13 years ago, I would, I would do ads, like, I guess not 10, 12, but seven or eight years ago, I would, I would do ads like that because you can generate so many free leads. It's not even funny. You're just rather than paying money to Facebook, you're exchanging your time. Right. Um. I know because you and I have had, you
0: know, you've told me about some of these agents that get their panties all in a bunch because (laughs) they can't advertise in your group and they don't realize it's your group. It's your asset. Like, would you let somebody advertise their shit on your website? Would Walmart let Smiths or Kroger sell stuff at Walmart? No. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's just funny to me. Uh, I do the same on on my much smaller um, homes for sale or rent group, but... Um, Like, yeah, like, you know, you can list your for sale by owners all you want. I don't care. But if it's listed for sale, it has to be through my website. Mm -hmm. What's nice about that too, is it provides uniform, a uniform experience for those in the group uh, when they're, when they're looking at the properties that are being posted. Because as you know, some websites have an awful user experience or they're going to they're going to trip into some some other agent's funnel and get bugged incessantly in a much more aggressive way than right. you do for years. And so you know it's you're providing a better user experience for your group members too. But uh, I keep Justin, I keep telling you, man, is if you were you get so many leads from your website and it's a shit website. If you if you went <laughs> with with like KV Core or something. I promise you'd you'd capture 10 times the leads, but it works. So I respect the fact that you force registration immediately. That's what I recommend now too, or at least I let them see that one listing beforehand. I bounce back and forth between the two, but I force registration pretty quick. I used to think I don't like it when people do that to me. I don't like to have to register right away just to see something. So I'm not going to do it to other people. That used to be my line of thinking, but guess what happens? No one registers if they don't have to. So it's just like, I realized I want their leads and I can't serve them unless I know who they are and and have the ability to contact them. I can't help them unless I have that. So um, I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? It's probably going to, some people are probably going to get pissed, but those who are really motivated they will submit the information. They will register and then they won't have to do it again. And, but then they get listing updates. Then they get emails whenever you know, prices change or whatever. It's a better user experience for them anyways. It's just uh, you're going to lose some people. Just be okay with it.
1: It's like an emergency room. If you went to an emergency room and you didn't register up front, you're never going to be helped. Hmm. And so just think of that. You're, you're helping the people that need it the most. Yes. Right. Right.
0: Cause you go to the ER, they need to know your medical history. They need to know like, you know, what's going on. Like, but they need to know who you are as a person first, uh, for many different reasons. So, so yeah, interesting, great advice. You're doing it right. You're doing some, you know, it's obviously been working for many, many years. Um, do you have any, anything that you're going to do differently or anything you're going to add to it in the near future? Are you just going to keep it going?
1: Honestly, I'll just keep it going. I mean, unless, unless Facebook adds some new options, you know, that, I, that I'll tinker with, but I'll never, I'll never get rid of that, you know, the original ads.
0: Well, something you're going to be excited about that has not, uh, we can't quite do it yet, but pretty soon Facebook will let us advertise within groups that we are admins of and target members of groups. Since you have tens of thousands of members of your groups, Dude, you're going to crush it when that functionality comes
1: available. I'm excited for that too. And my,
0: my groups aren't that big, but yeah, we,
1: that'd be amazing. So I think we have, I need to check, but I think as of last year we had almost 350,000 to 400,000 total members of the groups. Oh, is that all? I, I, that's just, that's just you. (laughs) Now you're
0: bragging. Now you're flexing. (laughs) No, see you, you created yard sale groups years ago before everyone else did. And you've just been consistent with it. Like that's That's, from the outside looking in, you've been so consistent on a few things, not everything, but a few specific things. And you just run it into the ground, not in a negative way. Like, I mean that in a positive way, you just keep going and
1: going and going and it works. You keep doing something until it finally works. I mean, that, You've got to be doing something, whether you're calling leads, whether you're generating leads or you're calling your sphere of influence. As long as you're doing something, you do it long enough. The world is going to, you know, reward you with, with sales. Love it. Nice job.
0: Nice job, my friend. Um, all right. So to wrap it up, uh, we always ask our guests, these rapid fire questions It gives us a little (laughs) glimpse into who you are and what's important to you and all that. Um, I don't really care because I know you personally. I don't really care, but someone listening might, so we'll we'll just throw the the audience a bone here. Uh, Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Uh, Facebook or LinkedIn? Facebook. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Books or podcasts?
1: Podcasts. Podcasts or Facebook? Facebook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) iPhone or Android? iPhone. Podcasts or
1: Audible audiobooks? Ooh, Audible audiobooks. Okay. What's your favorite book? Oh, you said had to ask me that, didn't you?
0: Yeah. Or what are you listening to
1: now that, you know, Honestly, the one, the, one, the one that I keep listening to is uh, How to Get People to Like You. I think it's in 90 seconds or less. I think that's... Oh. Um, have, you, have you had that one? I don't think so. Obviously not. Nobody likes me.
0: So obviously I'm missing that one. <laughs> Uh, so not how to gain friends and influence people, but it's uh, like how to get people to like you.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, let's see if I can look at my library real quick here. Um usually I
0: ask this question, like what's the most impactful book or your favorite book? Uh, yeah. I ask it at the end,
1: but it's incredible. how to make people like you in 90 seconds or less. It's by Nicholas Boothman. It's just, it's just a good, it, it, I have ADD, so I get bored extremely mm-hmm. easy, but it, it's yes. a great, I'm currently mm-hmm. listening to, uh, you know, atomic habits I really like persuasion yeah. by uh, Robert Kilanddin and anyway, they' PhD um, and then sell with a story I'm halfway through so I, I just I kind of bounced through a whole bunch i I kind of tinkered in the the NLP because I like I like NLP practices and and different things how you word your ads and whatnot. Yes. Uh, but the books are so boring, but they have phenomenal information in them.
0: Nice. Well, love it. Uh, see, see, I just, I wonder then why you're just so damn unlikable. If you, maybe you just need to listen more,
1: <laughs> just messing with you. No, no, it's actually funny. Cause like, so one of my, one of my referral partners, uh, Josh Johnson, he's phenomenal agent and team lead. Um, I think he's like number two in century 21 here in Utah. Anyway, that being said, uh, our title guy once said, he goes, you know, the difference between both of you guys and we kind of looked at him and our title guy, Dallas goes, Josh walks into a room and everybody just instantly loves him. Justin, you walk into a room and everybody instantly thinks you're a prick. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Well, this guy obviously knows you pretty well then too. I'll tell you that much. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, a, few more, a few more rapid fire questions here, even though I'd love to just continue talking shit because that's
1: hilarious. Um,
0: Alexa or Google Home?
1: I don't use it either. I I don't don't want the government listening in to what's going on in my house. Oh, my God. All right. Woo. Woo, Um, There we go.
0: Down that rabbit hole. Are you wearing the tinfoil hat now or is that just at night? (laughs) Just at night. Okay, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) Burgers or pizza? Burgers. New York or
1: L.A.? Neither. Yeah, you're a freaking farm boy. No, no, throw me out in the country. Tennessee, Montana, Virginia.
0: Mountains or beach? Oh, mountains, hands down. Mountains or country?
1: Well, what do you mean, like? Like, like Kansas, the plains. N- it depends on what time of hunting season it is. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, pheasant or deer?
0: Oh, man, that's a hard one. Uh, deer. NFL or NBA? Neither. College or pro? Neither. <laughs> no sports? No sports. I like sure I played baseball. That's about the only thing I like to play. Okay. Uh podcasts or vlogs? Podcasts.
1: Well, I well no vlogs are pretty
0: good. YouTube or Facebook
1: Live? YouTube, hands down.
0: And I love how you're muting yourself when the dog starts barking. That's fantastic. I'm yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's <laughs> we're, we're wearing multiple
1: hats today. I get it, man. I get it. Uber or Lyft? I've only ever taken Uber and oh. you introduced me to Uber. And you're like, Oh, what's this? What's this new concept this here?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Was that in new Orleans
0: when we were yes, that uh, that blockchain yeah. deal? Yeah. Last one, Gary V or Grant
1: Cardone. So I would have to go with Gary Vee. Cause I think he's more, Grant's just, yeah. Yeah. Gary Vee, hands down. What are we going to say about Grant? I want to hear it. It's just not nice. I just think he's a pompous oh. jack. A
0: douche. Hmm. Agreed. Cool. And uh, where can where can people find you? Anyone who's listening who wants to follow you and see what you're up to and how you're doing it, where can they find you?
1: Um, they can find me on Facebook. I think it's uh, Facebook.com. Utah's best realtor, or my company page is uh, Facebook.com backslash homes for sale in Utah. Awesome. Awesome. And
0: Justin, we will link to your social profiles and your website on massiveagentpodcast.com slash episodes for, uh, for this episode, episode 124 it is this week.
1: Easiest um, way is just a text, honestly. That's probably the, the easiest and quickest way to get a hold of me. Right on. Okay. Do you want to give your phone number? or yeah, uh, yeah. 801-499-0214. You got a text. If you call, I won't answer. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dude, thank you
0: for, for opening the playbook and you know, sharing what's been working so well for you. I mean, before I even knew you, before we knew each other personally, I saw your ads all the time. And I, I noticed the comments and I noticed all the reactions. And I'm like, how the heck do they have all these, like, how does that work? But you just, you've been running it for years. So so which,
1: which one did you notice? Was it the divorce ad? No, the carousel ones. Did you ever see the divorce ad? No, but I've heard you tell me about it. That one was phenomenal. <laughs> what was that one about? It just it just simply said, uh, "Don't get a divorce; just buy a bigger house." Oh, yeah. what did the creative look like on it? Visually, that was just it was just a house. There was there was nothing creative about it. It was just a house. But man, it it was shared and commented. That honestly, that probably put me on the map to get to the twenty thousand followers on my on my actual Facebook page. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You're not above controversy or stirring the pot on social media and you know, it served you. It gets a ton of engagement <laughs> to say the Bad least. Bad publicity is still good publicity. <laughs> oh shit. Thanks dude. I appreciate it. Um, yep, we will talk soon. Thanks for being on the show. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Now, isn't that freaking amazing? Like he's just, he's done a few key things so well And he's focused on only those things. He doesn't get distracted by all this other crap. He found something that works and he keeps doing it. And as you heard, it snowballs in a positive direction. And over time, I mean, thousands of comments, thousands of reactions on a Facebook ad offering a list of homes. That's so uncommon, it's hard to even... It's, it's, it's hard to even quantify how weird that really is. Cause most agents they'll run an ad for 30 days or for, for even a year, like a year's a long time, but how about five years? How about eight years of running the same ad and just having it get better and better and better every day that goes by. So there's a lot of great things to learn from Justin right there. Make sure you follow him and check him out. Uh, we will have the show notes and Uh, up on our website, massiveagentpodcast.com, including links to his website and his his social media. So, um, you know, he's doing it right. He's one of those agents that's figured something out and he's focused on it. And there's a lot that we can all learn from it. A lot of great insight. So Justin, thanks again for being on the show. Guys, thanks again for joining. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Um, If you are, uh, I don't think I've specifically announced this on a previous episode. So I will go ahead and do so. So uh, you guys know, if you've been listening for a minute, you know that I'm an agent with eXp and I'm growing my team uh, internationally. So what I'm doing, and this is where it may interest you if uh, depending on where you're at geographically. So i The way I'm doing it, I'm looking for market leaders in specific markets that I can, that I can partner with and build a team with, build a team under that market leader. So I'm looking for specific people, people who can obviously sell homes, people who have some leadership skills and those that really have ambitions that match mine. So if you are if you believe that in your geographical area, in your market, that you'd be a great market leader to for me to partner with and with you, with me, let's chat. If you want to learn more about what eXp looks like and how that business model makes what I'm talking about possible, go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash eXp and click play on that video. That's going to give you the bulk of the details. That's going to explain the business model. Then right below it on the page is my Calendly link. Schedule a Zoom call with me. Let me know, hey, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, I'm in Sioux Falls. Hey, I'm in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. And I think I'd be a great market leader. Let's chat and I'll let give you a little bit more info about who I'm looking for and what that means for you as a market leader, what I'm offering to you as well and what that looks like. But again, I'm just looking for one leader in each market that I can partner with and build a team under you. Uh, as the leader for that market so if that interests you go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash exp and schedule a zoom call right under the video player um, to uh, chat with me to see if you'd be a good fit for that and uh, and hopefully you are so guys thank you again i'll see you No, I won't see you, but you'll hear me again next week. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you get notified whenever a new episode comes out. It does not matter which platform you listen on, whether that's Pocket Casts, which, by the way, Pocket Casts is freaking amazing. That's my that's the podcast player that I prefer, Pocket Casts, because it pulls right from Apple Podcasts and it's just a better user experience. Subscribe there. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts directly, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, whatever, Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. New ones every Thursday morning. Thanks again for listening, guys. Take care.